Hip-hop artists from Winnipeg, Saskatoon, and beyond have banded together to form Saskatoon Folk Rap Records. The label features new and upcoming releases by the likes of The Gumshoe Strut, Epic, and Introducing the Ghost, the fantastic new record from Rob Crooks. You can find Introducing the Ghost as of October 6th on robcrooks.bandcamp.com. If you're a regular listener to the show, you may have heard an episode recently all about band merch, about getting custom shirts made, pins, patches, stickers, everything. If you want to get that in Winnipeg and Manitoba, you should go see Scott from Divine Shirt Company. Since 2013, they've been supplying local Manitoba creatives with custom printed apparel, embroidery, digital printing, and graphic design services. So if you're in the market for new merch, why not come join the hundreds of satisfied local artists and small businesses and visit Divine Shirt Company today. You can find them on Instagram at Divine Shirts or by email at info at divineshirtcompany.ca. Up your ass and get up on the podcast. Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast. Which police radio? All right, welcome to Which Police Radio. Uh, I'm here on the internet again because no one ever sees people in real life anymore, and this is our, our weird dystopian future. But uh, I'm here with someone who has not been on the show before. This is your first appearance on the podcast, and I think that the best way to get this started is if you want to just introduce yourself and just give a bit of background about what you do musically. Yeah, so my name is Jillian Hayek. I am a musician slash songwriter. I am from Cooks Creek, Manitoba, but I now live in Winnipeg. I've been here for a year and a few months. Okay. Uh, I've been performing in and around Winnipeg for a couple of years now. I think I started mainly in 2018, but I kind of popped in here and there before that and yeah that's basically <laughs> that's basically me cool cool so cook's creek i mean like is there any kind of music scene out there like what's i, I guess like what kind of what were you exposed to as far as uh like live music and stuff out there not much i'm not gonna lie not too much <laughs> yeah. um there was actually more recently there's at the grotto like burton cummings came right, to perform right. there made sure to snag a front seat for that one <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, um, I actually had a chance to perform in Cook's Creek. I actually opened for Del Barber. Oh, there. nice. He, he was a, a surprise um, <laughs> surprise guest to a fundraiser down there, so no one knew he was actually performing. Very cool. And I, so that was actually a really neat experience. So there has been stuff, and I think that's, if it wasn't for the pandemic, there would have been a lot more because I just got a new updated community center. So cool. <laughs> it was nice to actually perform there, but then this whole pandemic happened, so that kind of sucked, but... Yeah, it's, it's kind of done that to everything, right? Every venue, everywhere in the world. So it's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is what it is. But as far as, you know, like, I mean, when you were, I guess when you were growing up there, were you exposed to a lot of stuff at all? Or were, how, how did you hear music, you know, in, in term, were there local bands that you, you knew of and anything like that? In Cook's Creek, not necessarily. I think I was mainly exposed through dance. I was actually part of the Cook's Creek Dance Academy for 10 years. Okay. So, yeah, I think that's where I picked up most of my rhythm and style and kind of got introduced to music I think that's very much where I, er, I learned how to like keep a beat and stuff like that so I think that was my first real exposure to music was through dance okay. actually that makes a lot of sense actually yeah for sure so w- you've been in Winnipeg for a few years now so what was your kind of first um impression of the Winnipeg music scene because there's so much going on here uh, obviously especially compared to somewhere like Cook's Creek right so I mean uh, yeah. yeah yeah no uh i my first real like Winnipeg experience was performing uh, open mics at the Cube downtown. Cool. And that was interesting because you get so many different kinds of people even just walking by. So that was very interesting, very unique experience. And I still love performing there. <laughs> but yeah, um, I feel like I'm still very new to it. While I have been performing for a couple of years in Winnipeg, I'm still 
a little bit on the outs because I hadn't been releasing anything. I'd been holding off for a long time to do anything like yeah. that. So I've kind of swinging into open mics. I got a few gigs here and there. I actually performed more in Oak Bank than anywhere, actually. Okay, so. okay. Oh, cool. <laughs> um, so I was going to ask about that, actually, because you just released a single. And um, you've been doing this for for years now, right? So what, what was the uh, reason for, I guess... I don't know who was delaying that or, or waiting until now to, to officially release. Because when I saw that I, and you had posted, you know, this is my first single, I thought, wait, no, I've seen her stuff <laughs> you know, on the, on the internet for a while yeah. now. So it seems like you're playing a lot of shows and things, you know, obviously before the pandemic. But and, yeah. So what was the, uh, I guess, reason for waiting till this point to, to release the music? There was probably a bunch of contributing factors. Um, I'm going to be honest, I was a little bit scared, a little bit nervous. I was not very confident, especially in my singing voice. Okay. Being fully honest, I was a really terrible singer, like <laughs> really, really bad, but I was passionate about music and songwriting especially. So in order for me to pursue that, I knew I had to improve my voice. So I found a vocal coach cool. and took, I've been with him for just over three years and I felt actually for probably about a year and a half, my voice would have been fine to record and make something really great. But I kept putting it off because I was just waiting to just feel something right and Eventually, I got to this point where I found the song I'd written back in 2014, and I was like, let's go for it. I'm going to do it. Let's get it done. It's just, we're going to push for it this time and see what happens. <laughs> and so how do you feel now about the, the finished product, now that now that you actually have that out there? And I guess it makes you, I mean, not that you weren't officially an artist before that, but you formally released this now, right? So what, what does yes. that feel like to get that, especially all those years into making it right like 2014 is a while back now so oh yeah <laughs> what was the kind of feeling once you actually put it out there and people actually had a chance to, to hear it it was honestly the most like satisfying and like I, it's hard to describe so i was just so so relieved so happy i was not expecting the response that i got it was tremendous and i'm now more motivated to put up more music and i'm already i'd already started with more music i have a bunch of stuff in the works cool. that i want to continue putting stuff out there now like this is just like Hey, this is me. I wrote this in 2014, but wait till you hear something I've written in 2020. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Well, how do you how do you define the style of music you play? Because I was looking at some of your stuff online, and you got a lot of genres that get thrown around in your bios and descriptions. I mean, even pop punk is mentioned on there. And yeah. <laughs> so, if someone you know, say say you meet someone, they hear you're playing music. What's the kind of easiest way that you can define what it is you do? Okay. <laughs> So I myself am very confused because I'll be <laughs> when I first released my song or before I released it, I had it in my head like this is a modern rock song okay. and that's the kind of music I want to do. But as people started listening to it a little bit more up until the release, um, people were saying pop punk a lot to me, and I went, shoot, this is definitely pop punk, and I'm gonna call it I call it pop punk rock because okay. punk is kind of both punk rock, it, but I call it pump punk pump pop punk <laughs> rock. Oh, that's a tongue twister. <laughs> That's what I'm calling it for now, but when I perform live, because I don't have a band, I don't perform with a band, I've never had the opportunity to, at least. Right. Um, at the time, I hadn't had any music out back when I could perform, so I didn't really know what I was going to put out there. So my my on-stage music is a lot different uh, from what I've put out there. Sure. But my on-stage, I, I just call it singer-songwriter, that's the best... Uh, that's what my cousin who studied at Berkeley College of Music, that's what he said my genre would be when I perform live. Very much like Adele, someone like you, sort of. Okay, okay. Chloe, so you can still call it pop. Well, and I guess singer songwriter is a, is it's a, a big umbrella genre too, right? So if if you yeah. you can you could be a folk singer and be doing a singer singer songwriter material, or a pop singer, or, or you know a lot of different things, and it all fits under that kind of larger uh, umbrella. Well, I guess maybe a better question then is is what 
what do you listen to? Like, what has it, what kind of music has inspired the stuff that you're doing now? Honestly, everything. <laughs> I am I'm very varied when it comes to, very varied, that sounds very interesting. <laughs> very varied when it comes to the genres I listen to. I do love my classic rock, like that's my go-to okay. always. I love my classic rock. But I have playlists in it that have death metal and opera and stuff from like musicals. and Right. <laughs> so every, I'm very influenced by like a lot of things. And I actually do notice in my songwriting, if I'm listening to one particular artist for a certain length of time, like I just want to listen to their new album over and over. Yeah. My, it does reflect in my songwriting for sure. Do you, but, yeah. <laughs> do you hear some of that maybe unexpected stuff coming through in your songwriting that maybe isn't obvious to the listener? Like, you know, do, do you pick up on things when you're listening back to your own songs or, or even playing them that says, oh, this is could be from this death metal album or opera album or whatever it is. Like, does that I have through? had that, yeah, multiple times. I actually had, like, I thought I had this great hook in this one song, and it still is a great hook. But when I, like, listened to it, I went, oh, my gosh, this sounds exactly like this line in this 30 Seconds to Mars song. Okay. But it was just different enough for, like, no one picked up on it when I played it side by side. They're like, I could see how you'd think that, but it's okay. But because I wrote it and I yeah. you know, knew that was in my head, I was going, oh, my gosh, did I just plagiarize this? <laughs> <laughs> well, everything's been plagiarized by somebody, right? I mean, it's yeah. just constantly getting recycled. So it's not – unless it's a blatant ripoff, you're probably yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah. no, I <laughs> – no, I, I'm very careful about that. I always get, you know, a bunch of people listen. I'm like, are you sure this doesn't sound too familiar? I swear I've heard it before. And it's like, <laughs> no. Sometimes we think we know what's best. We disregard the rest. We're wrong. You think you know what you're Turn around, turn around, turn around. 
experience like uh, of releasing your single during the pandemic? Because I mean, you know, this is such a weird time for everybody where you couldn't necessarily do a release show for it because there's no shows. And, and it's just like, yeah, I think a lot of people I've had on this podcast who have put out albums or singles during this time have been kind of unsure how it's going to go over because you really don't, you can't gauge it the same way you could have, you know, even six months ago because it's just, there's no, everything's changed. Right. So yeah. Had you just, had you always intended to release it around this time of year or what was the decision making process behind putting it out when no one can go anywhere? Um, so I actually, there's a long story behind this, but I'll get into it. Sure, it's an sure. interesting story. Yeah, so yeah. about a year ago, I think it was actually October last year, I found a company online. I already decided I was going to work with this company online to create this song. They, I felt like I clicked very well with the owner and everything felt great. I worked with this company on, on my song and it was going well-ish. Okay. <laughs> I ended up making the song. It was done in February and I ended up hating it a few months later i realized that i just didn't click with the producer they matched me up with the company is great they've made a bunch of great songs uh but i just didn't like what they had done with my song so during the pandemic i was like i was gonna release it but then the pandemic happened (laughs) so i was like okay well you know what we're gonna reset we have time now i could do another online thing yeah and i'm finding a producer online from ontario who did everything like i sent him my demos i was like this is what this other company did. Please don't do this. <laughs> and uh, it just, yeah, he, he just got my idea like right away and he cool. got to work and he, he created it exactly how I wanted. So timing wise, it ended up just being once that was done and I was ready to release. Yeah. <laughs> but I made the mistake of kind of announcing to my newsletter that I was going to release in fall. And at the time I hadn't even started on the the new song yet. And I was, I was planning on releasing the original one. So they all were anticipating this. And I was like, I'm going to have to push really hard to redo this song. And I was able to get it done in time. And cool. they'll keep the release date I wanted. So I, I, I liked October. It's, it's always been a good month for me. So cool. I love Halloween. So I was like, hey, let, let's just go for it. This seems right. Sure, there's a pandemic going on. But I've been putting this off for years already. So yeah, right. right. Six years it. since you wrote it, right? So yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I, so it felt really good. I guess, like, how has how the song changed in that time? Because that's a long period of time between writing it in the first place and then releasing it. Has it gone yeah. through a lot of uh, different versions, or has it stayed essentially oh my gosh, the same? yes. Yeah? <laughs> Originally, it was written for just vocals and ukulele. It was very folksy and laid back and cool. And then I decided I wanted it to be this Imagine Dragons, but, like, okay. turn up the rock a little bit. And that's what I originally did with the first company. I was like, this is what I want. And they ended up making it kind of more EDM. So okay, I was okay. like, okay, it didn't really, it was a very interesting sound, very interesting. It just wasn't what I wanted. I wanted, I knew I wanted more rock. I knew that was more my personality, my style, right. what I wanted to put out there. So yeah, it, it definitely shifted a lot. And I ended up with this pop punk rock. <laughs> right, right. So. Cool, cool. So I, I well, and I know we kind of touched on this a bit, but you know, your kind of impression of the Winnipeg music scene, do you think that you found sort of a place that you fit within the music community here? Because there's so many little pockets of different genres and different venues when you can play shows and different kind of like, you know, little little areas within the music scene that people kind of find like similar musicians, right? Or, or, or find an audience and maybe a certain venue is suited to what you do. Like, do you have a, a good kind of concept of, of that for yourself? Yeah, I was still, before the pandemic, I was still experimenting, and I was I was actually just branching out to getting to these more popular open mics. I was 
playing it shy a little bit, and I was like, okay, hey, we're going to start going to these more popular ones. But before that, I was very attached to the stone, uh, Cornerstone okay. Baptist Church is where I, they had an open mic every Saturday. And I I just loved the audience, the crowd there. It was, always, it was a great, great vibe, and they were just super supportive of me. They still are, and <laughs> I'm very grateful to them. So cool. that was kind of where... I feel I grew the most when it came to performing because they had the most amazing setup. It's this tiny little place, <laughs> and I think East Kelowin would be okay. the best place to describe yeah, it. Yeah, no, so I, they... I know I've heard of it, but I, I, I don't know where it is. Yeah, but yeah, a lot of, it's funny. A lot of people have heard of it, and not many people went there. And they actually had stopped doing open mics for a while before even the pandemic. Just they were trying to figure out which direction they wanted to go. I know they okay. were working on making actually a, a little recording studio in there, I believe. I could be totally wrong, but that's what I heard last. Okay, okay. So they were de- developing a lot, and then the pandemic happened, so I'm I'm hoping for the best for them. But that's that's where I got my good start with Winnipeg music. So, so just the open mic scene is kind of your, your thing, yeah? Open mic scene, yeah. Also with the, the Purple Room as well. That's right. where I did 2018 every summer, uh, all summer, every week at the Cube. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cool. That's cool. where uh, that was also very helpful to me. I... <laughs> I guess what's the appeal of doing an open mic for you? Because you know it seems very daunting. The idea of just yeah. kind of signing up and you have no idea who's going to be there and you don't know who else is going to be playing. I mean, you know, you could have to follow someone who just blows the crowd away and is amazing, right? And then you have to come yeah. up there. Is do you do you like that kind of pressure? Like, do you kind of deal with that well? Yeah. Um, the whole reason, actually, it's funny you mentioned pressure was. I, I wanted to become more comfortable on stage and going and performing. I wanted to be able to just, if I were, say, like at a restaurant, someone's like, hey, go sing. I could be like, okay, okay sure, I'll go sing. But I, I was very much doing all these open mics just to gain that experience because I was very comfortable with a stage in general from my years in dance. Right. But music is a lot different. There's a lot more you actually talk to the crowd. So sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was working very much on just uh, enhancing my performance abilities and getting more calm. Uh, when it came to going on stage, and I did find like the more often I went, the easier it was, and it felt like nothing. And then I took like a little bit of time off, and I'd go back. And the first couple performances, it was like, ooh, I have to get used to this again. I'm getting a little bit of butterflies in my stomach. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Do you see that as something that you plan on continuing, like regardless of where your music career goes? Is it, do you enjoy the the using that as like a practice or, or a way to kind of you know? Uh, because I feel like the open mics is, is kind of similar to comedians in the sense that they go and try out their material, you know, at things like that rather than and then hone it before they do a big show. Right. Is that yeah. sort of how you see this as well as a way to kind of test out songs on the crowd? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's part of the reason why I ended up using Turnaround for my first song, even though there was another one that everyone preferred. It was Loyal. There's a live version out right now. Cool, but cool. Uh, that one was everyone wanted me to release that one. But I just I wasn't ready for that one yet. I wanted to make sure I had a good sound started before I pushed into that one. Cause I, that one holds a special place in my heart. So I'm cool. holding off on that one. So yeah, that one, the test audience, I'll call it from the open mics. They all gave me really great feedback. And I even had some great, um, there was a uh, one open mic where a guy would come and read poetry and he even came up to me and he was like, Hey, if you sang this line this way instead, I think it would flow better. And I was like, Oh, awesome. oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to try that out. And <laughs> So that was really neat because it was like it wasn't even a singer or a songwriter. It was someone who just liked to read poetry. Right on. So that was really interesting. Yeah, that is cool. Wasn't it just yesterday? Everything was great. Wasn't it just yesterday? 
That's one of the best things I think about like the the arts community in general here is that everyone, for the most part, is super supportive and 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 gives each other cool ideas and 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 advice and tips and things like that. And it's it's nice. It's you know even even with podcasting and, and music and you know filmmaking all that stuff, everyone's kind of fairly tight knit and and willing to, with a few exceptions, of course, but you know yeah. willing to give a helping hand and stuff. So yeah, that's that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've definitely noticed that about the community for sure is everyone, no one wants to tear you down. No one wants to see you fail. That's yeah. basically what it's like. They all, if they, if you fail, they feel bad. They're like, oh my gosh. And I, I don't want to use the word fail. If you, you know, you don't have the best performance, stumble is yeah. a good one. Yeah, yeah. You know, like they're, they're like, Ooh, you know what? You got them next time. You'll get them next time. And yeah, totally. Totally. It's good. really great vibe. It is. It is for sure. So what is the, um, I guess, you know, obviously no one knows what's happening with the pandemic or when shows are going to happen again or, or anything, especially lately because the numbers are getting worse and worse like every day. But <laughs> yeah. um, like, what is sort of your plan once things get back to some semblance of normality? Do you have sort of more songs you want to release that are that are ready to go? 
or what what are you hoping to do once things even out a bit? Right now, my plans don't even consider things evening out a bit because I don't know when it's gonna <laughs> when that's gonna happen. Sure, so sure. all I'm doing, I just said I'm, during this pandemic, I'm just gonna take the time to write songs, create produce, record, whatever yeah. I can, just have stuff ready. So I do have a bunch of stuff in the works. There's one song that I'm getting very close to finishing that I want to release the beginning of 2021. I shouldn't have said that, but that's what I want <laughs> no, to Now do. you have it on record, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now you have but to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, I'm locked in now. <laughs> but yeah, that's so I do have a bunch of stuff in the works and songs that I, I have written more recently, for sure, just because as much as I love Turnaround, I do believe my songwriting is a lot stronger now and I have a lot more I can show cool. and <laughs> just overall produce something even even better. So Cool. Are you, are you hoping that, uh, I mean, is your plan sort of to just keep releasing singles? Are you working up to an album? What's, what's the goal there? Right now, in my head, it's definitely not what's going to happen. I have like, I want to do three singles, including Turnaround and then do an EP. Okay. But okay. based off the pandemic, it'll probably just be singles until I feel comfortable enough to release an EP or, or if something happens where we can actually perform places. <laughs> right, maybe right. And I'd push for an EP. <laughs> right, yeah, that, that's an important piece of the puzzle for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, this is a question I ask a lot of people and it's just because I get so many different answers that, that I'm always curious about it. But what is your, how, how do you consume music? Because I'm old, I still listen to tapes records and cds i haven't moved on to spotify or any of that stuff yet i i have i'm avoiding it at all costs but i also realize that we're in a world now where i mean that's where the majority of people they get their music through streaming services so mm-hmm. i guess it's like a two-part question is how do you consume music and then how does your consumption of music affect your plans on releasing music if that makes sense oh okay okay i think i understand what you mean but so i'm odd i like to download all of my songs i don't have any premium accounts or anything okay. like that i prefer i love itunes i'll go download songs uh, if i want to listen to them that's how i've always been and if it's a song i don't think i'm gonna listen to a lot i actually uh will use youtube <laughs> yeah sure sure but that's kind of different a lot of people prefer to use like the spotify or apple music but i am definitely a downloader i just like owning the music i like having a copy of it on yeah. my hard drive i just feel way better that way i don't know why <laughs> that's no, just I- how i've always <laughs> I hear you. I'm the same way, but with physical media. It's just the same physical, thing. It's the, yeah. The, the idea of owning it and having your, your own copy of it. I, I don't trust the cloud. I feel like I'm going to lose everything one day if I had it. And Yeah. Yeah. So. No, for sure. I have like everything on my laptop and then I have another copy of all my music on another hard drive. <laughs> yeah, so like yeah. I'm, I, I at least have that. But I do have like a small CD collection of stuff I got when I was younger. Okay. I haven't really built on it. It's just that's the music I listened to when I was younger that I like. I have like Hilary Duff and Miley oh, yeah. Cyrus. But like... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but yeah so mainly I like to download and when it comes to my own music though I don't push for downloads or anything like I, I definitely have been pushing for like people streaming on Spotify I think sure. what I push for the most but uh, actually most of my audience right now likes uh, watching the YouTube version of my song just because I have a little bit of tiny visualizer that just okay. loops but that seems to be where my audience likes to listen to my music right now so that's really cool as well as Spotify, that's always the sure. The, 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 so, but I push for that. So, <laughs> do you feel like you have a good grasp on who your audience is? Like, do you know sort of who listens to your stuff? I I do and I don't. Uh, <laughs> I do have like a fairly decent idea, but then like I'll I've been uh, doing some live streams recently, and I'll have people from just all over the place that I 
that have been following me on like Instagram right. for a while right. and I didn't realize they were actually a fan of my music and I'm like oh my gosh you're from Brazil you're from Australia like what is this cool, <laughs> I didn't yeah, even yeah. know <laughs> so I do have a, a general idea and so far it's been good I was worried when I released my first song because everything I'd posted before was like me and my piano singing mm -hmm. this like pretty song and then oh hey here you go here's like some rock tune for you to listen to now but everyone was super supportive of it. and I think it actually just I don't know how I managed to build the right audience that actually enjoys rock music and that kind of stuff they still supported me after I released it so I was like oh well that's that's pretty darn cool that's cool yeah yeah yeah, yeah. well I think that's maybe why they, the whole pop punk thing surprised me because I had seen, you know, again, your Instagram and stuff, and it was mostly piano or ukulele songs. And I yeah. was like, oh, pop punk, Where, where's the pop punk? But yeah, that's, that's, that's cool that that's actually the direction that you're, you kind of wanted to do anyway, right? Is, is the, the more rockier sound. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I will say, like, Avril Lavigne, she's someone who I, I just idolize because okay. she's I mean, Canadian. She's also done a lot of songwriting. Like, that's what my goal would be, would be like her. She did the, the pop punk and that she did her own stuff, but she's mainly a songwriter really yeah so that's well, kind I, of what i would love to do <laughs> i guess she definitely kind of uh also varied through different genres too because i mean she had you know pop punk stuff with the emphasis on the pop and then she went straight ahead into the pops like pretty head-on into pop and, Absolutely, and, and yeah. you know, all over the place but yeah so I, that's, that's cool yeah and i mean obviously she's done well for herself so exactly yeah, yeah. and i will say like the Right now in my head, that third song that I want to release is like a piano ballad type song. Okay, so okay. I'm definitely still gonna keep it varied, but I do. I, I I'm a rocker. That's that's just plain and simple. I want to rock. Right, right. Are you are you hoping that you can do this stuff with a, with a full band at some point? Is that oh, the eventual I would, goal? I uh, that's definitely the goal. I would love to have to be on stage with a band and just perform everything and get to actually like stand with the mic instead of being stuck behind a piano yeah 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 because that definitely is limiting and i have brought my like backing tracks to like open mics before and it doesn't doesn't have the same power as a band though. no it's like, kind of yeah, weird right? i get yeah, to be freeing yeah. like freed from my piano but it's still it's it's just not the same i i love having like the full band that full sound is just amazing so is it just a, a matter of you just haven't found the right people to play with yet or or are you actively seeking a band at this point I have not bothered yet because at the time uh, before the pandemic, of course, I hadn't even had this pop punk version of this song done right, yet. Right, so right. <laughs> I hadn't actually searched for a band. I did uh, a couple of times did get to sing with a band, just they were off in the house band of whatever open mic I okay. was at. So yeah. that I did get to experience that quite a few times, but I haven't had the chance to actually look for one yet, and I probably won't bother until all this is blown over. Yeah, because you can't <laughs> so. rehearse anyway, right? So if there's no, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it just it doesn't seem worth it right now. Just like I said, concentrate on songwriting and producing and yeah. working on myself right now. And I think that it's fine to do that right now. That's what most musicians have to do. So for sure, yeah, because you can't, you can't, you literally can't do anything else. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. yeah. Never told 
Has it been a very productive time for you, this this pandemic? Because, again, like, you know, everyone's experience has been different. Some people I've talked to have written just a ton of songs because they've had mm-hmm. this free time. Others have had writer's block and just felt completely, you know, down because they can't play shows. Like, what, what's your um, experience been as far as creativity during this pandemic? Creativity, when it comes to songwriting, has actually been on par with what it was before uh, the pandemic, if anything, it may be a little bit slower. Okay. I've been excelling more in other areas. Like I, I had to Photoshop my own cover art and all that. So I, I did have some experience in Photoshop, but it had been years. So right. I needed right. to brush back up on that. And I actually explored creativity more in that department and more of the visuals and uh, even just uh, creating like working on my like old songs and stuff like that. So okay. I didn't really get to do much writing, which just just a, a bit of writer's block, maybe. I maybe just because there's a lot of things happening that I felt I had less to write about. <laughs> sure, yeah, that that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I guess so, if you have songs from 2014 that you're bringing back up anyway, you could always dig back into the old archive, oh, right? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so no, that, go ahead. Oh yeah, I just have I, most of my songs were written like 
that I've worked like loyal, like I said before, was one I wrote probably in 2015. Even like I have okay, okay. a stockpile of songs that I still want to go through and release uh, that are definitely way older. And I like I said, I just want to get some newer stuff out there just to show what my new songwriting ability yeah. is, and then maybe I'll throw in the old ones now and again. So cool, cool. <laughs> well, if someone's hearing about you for the first time on the show, what's the best way for them to find out more about your music? Or you know, maybe they'll hear this by the time shows are happening again. <laughs> is there a what would you send them to hear your stuff and find out what you're up to? Um, I would fr- uh, honestly, Instagram is what I keep most updated. Okay. But the easiest way to just find me anywhere in general is Jillian.ca. G-I-L-L-I-A-N dot C-A. That's okay. the quickest way to get to me. <laughs> that seems pretty easy, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that way I always have on there like my latest music release. I have uh, some YouTube videos on there that are they're unlisted, so you can only get them through my website, and they're just live performances I've done in the past. So cool. that's kind of a good spot to go to see the other stuff I've written in the past and have performed. So Yeah, cool, cool. And then yeah. the new single, where, where can they get that? Everywhere. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, Spotify, Apple Music, Pandora, Tidal, YouTube, whatever okay. your preferred platform is, it is probably on there. <laughs> cool, cool. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's so, so much harder now than it used to be, because it used to be, yeah, just go to the record store and buy it, and now it's, here's 7,000 options of places. Yeah. To yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Spotify is the one you're kind of encouraging people to check out? Yeah, I'm encouraging that one right now, just because that seemed to be... Originally, what I thought my audience was mainly using, but apparently YouTube's competing for that spot now. Right, right. But yeah, Spotify is, is still the front runner. So cool. And then, um, is that the only song that you have? Like, are any of your old versions? I know you have live footage of some of these songs. Do you have any old demos or anything floating around online, or is it all stuff you're keeping? I did have one, and I think it's possible to find it hidden somewhere okay, still. Okay. I had it on SoundCloud. I'm not sure exactly if it's still around anywhere. I've been trying to go and. Um, <laughs> eliminate it, right, right. get rid of it but like if you could find it, good on you I, I may look for it because I like to dig up a bunch of stuff about local artists, so maybe we'll yeah. we'll see, we'll see, but no that's cool so yes, people should check out the uh, the single obviously that's, that's what you're, the latest thing you've, you've done and especially because it has the newer sound to it um, yeah, that's and then, the sound I'm going for, yeah and then Instagram, it's just your name on Instagram? yeah, Jillian Hayek, it's very simple <laughs> awesome, right on, okay well I'm, I'm glad we could, uh, we could do this and uh you know, hopefully that once things get back to some kind of, uh, you know, people can leave the house again, <laughs> you'll be able to, to accomplish some of those other things, like get those other singles recorded, maybe you get a band yeah. together, and, and go from there. But yeah, no, I'm glad, I'm glad yeah, uh, you had the time to, to talk today. No, thank you so much for, like, having me. Like, this has been, like, kind of a little dream of mine, so. Awesome, awesome. Well, <laughs> it was gl- definitely on my bucket list, actually. So. Awesome, well, I'm glad, glad, <laughs> glad to have you on the show.